Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe so you get notifications every time a podcast is published. And a little bonus is that often subscribers get to tune in a day earlier than the Friday that I promote everything because I generally record these in advance and then I like to have them up and running so that my scheduling on social media doesn't get all interfered. While you're at it, while you're subscribing, just a quick five-star review and share it with your own social media and that way you get to share great information information with your social circle. So last week we dipped into how transitioning between topics is kind of hard. Uh, Basically, it boils down to how big our brains are and how much energy they consume. And when we have to switch our focuses, we have to turn off one part of the brain and turn on a different part. And there there are a couple things I have learned from this that didn't quite make it into last week's cast. First of all, this isn't strictly a left of normal thing. Everyone goes through this The difference is that for normies, it's not something that needs as much attention. And then my guess is that those with ADD or ADHD struggle with this even more so. It's precisely why multitasking is inefficient. Yes, you can eat your lunch and listen to this podcast at the same time, really without any difficulties. But if you're trying to do two tasks that require more focus, your brain is kind of hopping back and forth between these two areas of focus, and you're using up way more energy and getting less done than if you just focused on one task at a time. The other concept has to do with motivation. Uh, Sometimes I know there's a bunch of stuff that needs to get done, and that transition is where things get stuck. Uh, It's especially true if something didn't go as planned, and now I'm focused on that that aspect of it, that didn't go as planned aspect of it, and I'm irritated that my carefully planned out plan isn't going as planned. And then I get stuck in sort of this little, little bit of a loop. I open Facebook for a quick look before I get started, and then I open LinkedIn, and then I check my email, and then I open Facebook again, and then I go back over to LinkedIn, and then back to the email. Of course, it's not always those three things. The point is that I get focused on something else instead of focusing on what needs to be done. So now, instead of transitioning to the new task, I've transitioned to something unproductive. And I still need to make that transition to the new task. So this is where I have found that just sheer willpower has to come into play. Just opening up the document and starting to work on it, even if I really, really, really don't want to or whatever's blocking that transition, I just have to overcome it. But as that transition hump is overcome... Then the work starts to flow, and then the motivation comes along with it. And this is actually a pretty well-known concept that if you wait for motivation to come before you take action, you'll wait all day. So take action first. The motivation will come. Force yourself through that task 
transition if you feel like you're getting a little stuck. And then you will get stuck in the new task that's actually serving the purpose that you want it to serve. That one was for free. Now onto the topic for today, conversating. Yes, conversate is actually a real word. It's just less used than the common term converse. Not to be confused with converse, which is a brand of shoes. You're welcome, converse, for the unsolicited shout-out. I will go ahead and send you a bill. This is one that I recognize. This, this dilemma, this aspect of conversation, uh, I, I see it when it happens, but I kinda, my brain kind of gets stuck on what to do. It often goes something like this. Other person says, hey, Scott, how's your day going? Me, going well, thanks. Other person looks at me for a bit and says, uh, well, that's, that's good. Me, yep. Other person, well, good talking to you. And then I go back to thinking about how if you were able to successfully cross a pecan with a cashew, it would become a Pikachu. Since I've had a number of years of experience interacting with other humans, I know full well that I should have asked them how things are going in return. Because most humans enjoy talking about themselves and the things that they have going on in their life. But at the same time, it falls into one of those small talk questions where we just dance around for a little while, putting on a display that ultimately leads us nowhere. For those who haven't listened to one of my earlier episodes, I talk about what I call the small talk dance. I liken it to the mating and dancing rituals of birds, where they kind of bob their heads around and fluff their feathers and dance to show off for the other bird. When I see humans gathered together in social situations, they love to engage in small talk. 99% of it leads to no social benefit, where they talk about the weather or use trite phrases like, how's it going? What's up? And the like. And they, it's just a way to show off how great they are at small talk. In other words, they're just kind of dancing around for the sake of showing off rather than doing anything productive. At least the birds, when they perform their dance adequately, they end up getting to mate. As far as I know, most small talk amongst humans does not lead to mating. Not in my experience, anyway. All that to say, I have a rather fundamental aversion to small talk, especially the parts like, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. And I suppose that subconsciously, my mind just wants to shut down by not asking that follow-up, how are you? And I just roll with that, but there's a little bit more to it, because it's not just the small talk questions where this happens. It can maybe go something like this. Parent. Hey, Scott, how was school today? Me? Good. Parent, what did you do? Me? Schoolwork. Parent, did you learn anything new? Me? Not really. Parent, uh, okay then. Now, obviously, I'm not in school anymore, and my parents aren't asking me how school was. 
But I also find myself asking the same questions to my son and then cringing as soon as the words come out of my mouth. Now, confusing conversations can also go like this. Other person. Dude, this crazy thing happened. Blah, blah, blah. He explains said crazy thing. Me. Wow, that's wild. Other person. I know. Etc. Etc. They kind of expand on it and say other things. Me. Dang. Other person eventually gets tired of talking at me. These conversations tend to happen a lot, and I've had people refer to me as rude because of them. Now, I assume because I didn't ask enough questions or gush over their totally awesome crazy story, or didn't stare into their eyeballs while they talked at me. The confusing part is that I don't really know what people expect from this type of conversation. There really aren't questions I can ask, because they told the story adequately, and I didn't feel there was any clarification necessary. There wasn't really more to the story, so I didn't need them to expound on anything. They told the story, I consumed the story, and that was the interaction. By the way, I actually had... I've been docked points in college classes because of this. I didn't interact enough, and the professor said I should have interacted more. That's another tale for another time. If you're attempting to have a conversation with me, and I'm not giving the back and forth that most people like to have in a conversation, there are three reasons why it might not be happening. First, I might be really uncomfortable and I can't focus on the appropriate back and forth that society tells us we should do. That uncomfortableness can be, too, can, can be due to a number of things. And, but often it is because I might not know you very well, and conversating with people I don't know very well means I have a really heavy-duty mask on. I end up really guarded to ensure I don't make social blunders, and it ends up that... Blunder, I blunder my way through the conversation. Second thing that might be happening here is I forget that I'm supposed to ask questions to keep the conversation going. I obviously don't care if you think that the weather is great, sucks, or otherwise, so I'm generally kind of avoiding that topic. There's the exception if it's a very unique weather situation, in which case I focus on why it's unique rather than it just is, and most of the time I pull out some data on how many times in the past this has happened and how long it's been since this unique weather situation has happened. Which might not be the best way to keep a conversation going as people tend to gloss over when you start rattling off numbers. The third thing of what might be happening is that I just don't want to engage in a conversation. Maybe it's you, and I don't like talking to you. Maybe it's me, and I don't want to talk to anyone. But often what happens is that previous conversations didn't go well. Because when I was focused and put a lot of energy into maintaining the conversational flow, I ended up being interrupted constantly. And that gets really annoying. Conversation etiquette, along the lines of interrupting someone else, is a topic for another time. And yes, 
if we are talking and we are having a conversation, I do notice each interruption, and when it happens often early in the conversation, I start to count how many sentences or thoughts I can get out before I am interrupted once again. And I have had some conversations where I really can just count on one hand how many thoughts I completed before being interrupted. But for now, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right. And if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join that Facebook community, and feel free to ask any questions you have over there. Remember that when you're talking to a left of normal, they have a lot going on in their head, and they might forget some of the rules of conversating. And of course, share this with your friends, whether they're left, normies, or right.